Life Audio. This is Empowering Homeschool Conversations. We want families to come here and gain insightful strategies that empower them to successfully teach diverse learners at home. Hosted by founder and CEO of Sped Homeschool, Peggy Ployer. Our goal is that these powerful weekly conversations will boost your confidence to cultivate the best at-home learning environment for your student. For more homeschool resources, go to spedhomeschool.com. You're listening to Empowering Homeschool Conversations with Peggy Ployer. We'll start the conversation with Peggy and her guests next. Is it hard to spark meaningful conversations with your kids? Whether you're a homeschool hero, planning activities for the next family vacation, or simply gathering around the dinner table, we've got something that can help. Introducing the Daily Family Conversation Starter by best-selling author Katie Clemens. This remarkable book offers 365 imaginative ways to connect with your children in just five minutes each day with prompts like, who made you laugh today? Or what would you do if you had a tail? These simple questions open up a world of laughter, curiosity, and deeper connections. From dinner time to sleepy time, the Daily Family Conversation Starter is your key to creating memories that will last a lifetime. Don't wait to transform your family's daily routine into an adventure of discovery and fun. Grab your copy of The Daily Family Conversation Starter today, wherever books are sold. Hi, everyone. If you've been injured in an accident that was not your fault, listen up. We have legal professionals standing by to answer your questions for free. Call now and find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Call 800-497-4410. I'm here with spokesman John Wolfe. So, John, tell everyone listening who should call right now. Well, Maria, first off, thank you for having me here. It's always nice to answer the listeners' questions. Now, as far as who should call in, anyone who's been injured in an accident and think you deserve compensation, give us a call right now. 800-497-4410. You'll find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Thanks, John. You heard it, folks. Take advantage of this opportunity and call now. 800-497-4410. Advertisement sponsored by Legal Help Center may not be available in all states. This is Empowering Homeschool Conversations, provided by Sped Homeschool, a nonprofit that empowers families to home educate diverse learners. To learn more, visit SpedHomeschool.com. Here's Peggy Ployer. We are going to focus on tips for creating at-home calm-down spaces with Jason Shea. Welcome, Jason, to the show. I'm excited to have you here. Uh, same here. I'm excited to be on and just, you know, uh, have a wonderful conversation with you and share something that I'm learning uh, with your audience as well. Yes, yes. Calm down spaces. I that just um it brings some some beautiful pictures to mind, but I know we don't have to create just beautiful paces, spaces to have um calm down spaces. So Jason's got a lot of ideas to share with you. Um and if you're watching live, if you're joining us live either on Facebook or YouTube, um please put your comments or questions in the feed so that um so that we can include you in our discussion. We would love to be able to do that. Um so so yeah, so as we're getting started, Jason, I always ask my guests the the first thing is to just tell us 
us a little bit about yourself um, and your story, um, just kind of um, your family and anything else that you want to share just to, to introduce us to, to you and, um, and just a little bit about your background and why you're passionate about this topic. For sure. So my name is Jason Shea. I'm originally from Taiwan. Uh, my wife's Japanese. So a quick background on how I, everything started for me is in 2013, uh, my son and well, my family was living in Tokyo, Japan back then. My wife's Japanese. Okay. So mm-hmm. uh, I also speak Chinese and Japanese fluently. English is my sole language. So I still have a little bit of accents. Um, yeah. However, when we were living in Tokyo, Japan, our son was diagnosed with autism and ADHD at age three. So the yeah. unfortunate thing about Asia, uh, for those of you who've been to Asia, is a huge taboo to talk about disability. It's mm. almost just as bad as talking about sex in Asia. People wow. don't talk about it at all. So mm-hmm. especially for an invisible disability like autism, ADHD, you can pretend there's nothing wrong with your kid. Kind right. of, yeah, I mean, if you hide it enough, you people wouldn't tell. So unfortunately, that's often what happened in Asia. So when we first heard about the diagnosis, we were trying to look for help, trying to look for therapies. But we used to live in Tokyo, one of the biggest metropolitan area in the world. But we can only find two therapy centers in the entire Tokyo metropolitan area. That's crazy. Not a very good situation. Yeah, absolutely not. Yeah. So we decided to move back to United States. I have dual citizenship. I have Taiwan okay. and U.S. citizenship. I went to high school in California. I went to UC okay. Santa Barbara for college. Uh-huh. Uh, but I decided to move back to Asia after I graduated. Um, but in 2013, like, I was facing on a decision. Should we stay in Japan and try to deal with it? Or should we right. just move and move back to the United States, which I think have a little bit more alternative, yeah. more resources, and more chances for our sons to be successful in his life and that's exactly what we did in 2015 okay however only to find out u.s insurance one of the worst in the entire world (laughs) i would not recommend you to come move to united states for those of you that have kids with special needs double think before you move because you will be paying everything out of pocket uh, for yeah. all the therapy, even so, there's a lot of options, but financially is a lot of money as well. Right. Yeah. So, being a serious entrepreneur as I always been, um, I started my first business with one of my friends straight out of college. Which oh, that's he, cool. He ended up didn't go well, and I closed it. That's why I moved back to Asia. <laughs> but <Got it. laughs> anyway, so but I always want to start more businesses, so I decided to start it. Lucky Kid in 2017 as a way to pay for additional uh, therapies for our son. That is the true okay. origin oh, that's story. That's why that got it started. Okay. Yes, so Lucky Kid to, yes, started I, to, to fund that for your son. Yes. So that's how everything started. So now that was back in 2017. So we are kind of six. This is our sixth year. We just had our fifth year's anniversary. Um is as you know, small business is not an easy thing to no. do, <laughs> and we went through a lot of up and down. Currently, with my team, we have a team of about thirteen people. We have about nine different product. We uh, we do about one million now in revenue. So okay. we are small. We are still a small business compared to some other giant corporation. But 
true deep inside my heart, my long-term vision for my company and my business is I want to go out and change and impact over one million lives of families that got affected by special needs, especially the family back in Asia, because that's where I'm from. Right. And I'm happy yes. on this podcast. I'm expanding into Amazon Japan this year and actually going to be that is so cool next week. <laughs> yeah. 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 So the, the country you left because you felt like you weren't supported there, you're returning to go yes. and provide support. That, that is an amazing story. Um, and, and yet, and at the same time, providing hope and services and resources for your own son and, um, and income for your family and a greater sure. purpose. We were talking about that kind of before the broadcast is just, um, you know, how those, those things we're most passionate about that just continue to drive us and, and, sure. um, knowing that need that is still existing in Asia and being able to go pour into that, how exciting that is. So, sure. so yes. Yeah. And, um, and so you, you got started in 2017. That's when Sped Homeschool yeah. started too. And I know we connected yeah. very soon after both of our, um, yeah. your company and my organization started. And so we've, we've, we've talked back and forth, Jason and I have for years and I'm, I'm yeah. just so excited to have you, you on the podcast finally. <laughs> um, yeah. fun. So, so yeah. And, um, we've done some unboxings and reviews of Jason's products that, um, they, they've designed and, and sell. And I know you say now that you represent an even larger, um, grouping of, um, a partner, um, businesses as well that do yes. toys and other things. So that's great. Yeah. So that's, that's exciting. So in gen general sensory issues, let's, let's talk about that and just how like things that you put mm. in the atmosphere or that you bring in like fidgets, weighted items, you know, lights and sounds, how mm -hmm. does that affect or change yeah. the, the sensory, I guess, um, mood of a person sure. and and why are they so important so sensory issue usually you is referred to difficulty that individual may have with processing and responding to sensory information from their environment for my mm -hmm. son when he was much younger he is hypersensitive okay. for example taking him to get a haircut is like taking him to like, oh my God, like bringing to jail. He will be screaming, yelling, right. and just, like biting onto people. It's like, oh. it's crazy. You couldn't take him to the haircut. However, for some reason, when he become older, a lot of the sensory issues tend to be lessened and actually went away. Like right oh. now, I can take him to a barber shop. It's like, no problems. Oh, when are we going to get a haircut, dad? Is that wow. okay? Uh -huh. I'll schedule something. You, your hair is getting long. But right. I don't know. So I'm not a doctor, so I don't know why that happened. <laughs> right. But it happened in real life for my son. But back That's to awesome. your question, sensory issue can affect the different type of senses, including touch, sight, sound, taste and smell and can have significant impact on daily life for right. my sons it was really the the noise and also i think touch so that's why like cutting his oh, hair is yes. like cutting his finger almost that's why he was screaming and yelling is so sensitive even so he's cutting the hair but for right. for him he feels like someone's cutting his finger off so wow. that's mm -hmm. not a of course he'll be screaming and yelling when he have such an intense uh sensory kind of uh, perception to that and right. also um i would say there's three things that really contribute to it first fidget second weighted items or weighted products third uh 
atmosphere that including mm-hmm. light, sounds, and touch, and can all play role in helping individual with sensory issue to regulate their sensory input and feel more comfortable in their environment. I can give you more example about each each right. uh, of the three things as well. If you want me to elaborate, yeah, that would on those. that would be great because so. I think some people aren't very familiar with with each of mm-hmm. those those items and really For what sure. um, and there's a wide variety. Like even as fidgets, yes, yes, um, yes you know yes, you yes, can yes, go yes. and and so. Google fidgets or go on to Amazon yes. for fidgets and 100%. you get like. After a word from our sponsor, we'll dive back into this conversation. Is it hard to spark meaningful conversations with your kids? Whether you're a homeschool hero, planning activities for the next family vacation, or simply gathering around the dinner table, we've got something that can help. Introducing the Daily Family Conversation Starter by best-selling author Katie Clemens. This remarkable book offers 365 imaginative ways to connect with your children in just five minutes each day with prompts like, who made you laugh today? Or what would you do if you had a tail? These simple questions open up a world of laughter, curiosity, and deeper connections. From dinner time to sleepy time, the Daily Family Conversation Starter is your key to creating memories that will last a lifetime. Don't wait to transform your family's daily routine into an adventure of discovery and fun. Grab your copy of The Daily Family Conversation Starter today, wherever books are sold. This is Empowering Homeschool Conversations, provided by Sped Homeschool. Go to spedhomeschool.com to get resources and support for teaching your unique learner at home. What are... So let me elaborate on each yeah. of those. So yeah. number one, fidget. Fidget are usually typically small items, objects, or toys that individuals can manipulate with their hand. For example, this is one of our products that we designed. It is a silent um, fidget marble maze. So the kids can push the maze inside. I mean, a, a marble inside this maze. Sorry, I said the opposite. But yeah. it's really silent. So it's very different, like the fidget spinner or you know, right, like very exactly. attra- like distracting one. And uh, we also partner with other companies that also create. This is called Handy Scenes. This is one of our partners. They also uh, design like small oh, that's fidgets. Cool. That's uh-huh. like silence. But this particular design, you can push a smiley face through this loop. I don't know if the audience can see. So it's yeah. really designed for fine motor skills. The fidget okay. is can help individuals with sensory issues by providing a way to channel their excess energy or anxiety by focusing on manipulating the fidget, like this one I'm showing you, uh, individual right. or the kids can redirect their attention away from the sensory stimuli that might be overwhelming and distracting for them. And Got especially it. for silent ones, it really, I mean, a lot of the teacher buy this product from us and include it into their countdown corner, which is kind of our today's main discussion. Right, this is yes. really a very popular item for the countdown corner. So that's the first things you need to uh, you need to think about. The second thing is consider using weighted item or weighted product. Weighted item like weighted blanket, weighted vest, or weighted stuffed animal like the one I have right now here. This is one of yeah. our own design. It's a weighted puppy dog that you can sit on the neck. Of course, it looks kind of mm-hmm. small on me because I'm a full-size adult. Yes. <laughs> but for the kids, <laughs> for the kids it should, it's designed for kids, not for adults. That's why it looks so small on me. Right. But it provides the deep pressure stimulation that can be calming and smoothing for individuals with sensory issues. And the added way can also help regulate the nervous system and provide a sense of security yes. and comfort. 
So, so and the last, the last part is really uh, atmosphere. The sensory environment, including light, sound, and touches, can all affect individuals with sensory issues. Some yes. individuals may be hypersensitive to certain certain type of stimuli, while others might seek out more sensory input. Because yes. that's two types: that's a yeah. sensory and seeker both and sides sensory of the avoider. Yes, that's both sides. So yeah. it depends on the kids. Some kids want to run away from the sensory input. Some kids want to see more sensory input. My son is really a seeker. He's okay. always like, like hitting himself against the wall and you know, do some crazy stuff. And he's always hyper because he's right. seeking those additional input. He needs input. that input, right? Exactly. And creating a sensory friendly atmosphere that can, that can help usually typically involve adjusting your lighting. Or you can play like different calming music or even white noises or provide soft texture or other textile experience for the kids like the fidget toy I was showing you. But all in all, in conclusion, it is very important to know that every one sensory processing is unique. And what works for one person may not work for another. Like what works for my son may not work for your kids. Right. And it's important to work with a healthcare professional, with especially an occupational therapist, to determine uh, yes. the best strategy for managing sensory issues. That's that's great advice. Yes. And and that you can't duplicate it. I know I think yes. we we look in like magazines that say, okay, here's how to create this space. And they, they give yeah. you a list of items and mm-hmm. then it doesn't work and it ends up being this really nice little corner in your house <laughs> <laughs> that yeah, has yeah, yeah, yeah. that never gets so used because it was somebody that. else's idea yeah. of a calming space. And mm-hmm. so I'm excited that that you're going to talk more into this because mm-hmm. um, because there there are some things that parents need to consider. But but thank you for touching on each of of those items, those those no fidgets and the the weighted items and and all the other things and why they're so important. I think mm-hmm. it's good to understand the why behind what you yeah. do instead of oh yeah well my my child has these issues so we just have to create this space and that's yeah. kind of going at it the wrong way but but coming mm-hmm. with purpose and intention that we're going to create this space unique for this child and um so in working with an occupational therapist what what might be some questions that a parent could ask um of that therapist that would be helpful in in thinking mm-hmm. through some of the things Mm, it depends. Well, this is uh, this is a loaded question because it, because it depends on the kid's age as well. So oh, because okay. also it depends on did the kid already have a diagnosis or not? Because oh, as okay. you know, yeah. without a diagnosis, getting help is tricky. Mm-hmm. You need to first the first step for those of you that's listening that doesn't have a diagnosis yet to get that diagnosis first. That's that's the first step. Once you have the diagnosis, either ADHD, sensory processing disorder, or autism, whatever that diagnosis is, that's where you can start like seeking out specialists that's, that have more experience and more expertise in that area. Right. And like I just mentioned earlier, it's individualized. So you mm-hmm. need to do like a one-on-one. And usually what they will do is call like a sensory evaluation almost. There's like okay. an assessment that, that that's the good to occupational know. Yes. therapist mm-hmm. will do. And yeah. based on the result, of course, I'm not an occupational therapist. I'm just right. a passionate yep. dad. <laughs> so, <laughs> that's a good so thing that's, though. Passionate yeah, dads, yes. we love them. <laughs> yeah, so that that's what I... I would suggest to talk to your nearby uh, clinic. And one of my friends 
his name is Matt uh, Sloan. He's yes, occupational he's therapist. Uh-huh. Yes, 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 yeah. yes, yes. And I partner with him on many different projects. I will refer to his website. He owns a company called sensoryfitness.org that teach about like sensory issues. And like, he also teach fun exercise and fitness activity you can do with yes. the kids to help uh-huh. with sensory issues. So that was where I will start to really consult from the professional advice because I, I don't want to give out like wrong medical advice here right. on the show. Yep. So that would be the first step. First, get a diagnosis if you haven't already. If you do, then schedule a time and just say, I have some concern about my kid with some sensory input. Can I do like a sensory assessment? And they know exactly what you mean. And they will, they will go through right. that. Right. Well, that's good so. to know that there is something like that in a sensory assessment because yes. there, our parents might not even be aware of that. And yes. um, just yes. to know that you can ask for that and that they yeah. can go, go through and, a checklist. And the next step is you should talk with your OT and come up with a strategy to implement that in your school's IEP for your kids. Mm-hmm. Which I do for my son. It's like, uh, when he was younger, when he had more sensory issue, uh, inside IEP, it was written explicitly, he need to have a wiggle seat in the classroom to help him out. That's Got based it. on the OT yes. suggestion, you know, right. of course. Yep. So that's something you should, everything shouldn't be living in its own silo. However, you are doing at home should be also doing in school and also doing in the therapy center. Those three places should be all talking to each other. It's right. like you shouldn't be doing something by yourself at home that you don't t- uh, show it to your teacher. And the teacher should be also in communication with your OT, with the therapist team, with your medical team. And also the parents should like those. Everyone should be in the same page. What oftentimes when I talk to parents like, oh, I'm trying all this thing at home, but we do something different in school and we do something different in the therapy center. Then you're n- they're not talking to each other. At the end of the day, we are all trying to help the kids. So it's important for the adult in the room to work together. Right. So- Yep. And that's a little different for homeschoolers because as parents, we generally write our own IEP for of course, homeschool. Of course, of course, of course, and, of course. But, but it's yeah. still good to note. I, I'm glad you yeah. pointed that out because a lot of yeah. times parents will use outdoor, outside therapy and they will yes. use outside tutors. And they yes. often don't think of sharing that information in those places as well. Yeah. But but you're, you're creating strategies and you're testing mm-hmm. them in different environments and seeing yes. what works. And if you can have that documented in a homeschool IEP, then mm-hmm. more likely as your student moves on, graduates, you know, ask for accommodations, maybe on a test mm-hmm. for, for college entrance or for college accommodations, they can say, mm-hmm. here's the history. Here is what has worked for me. Um, I would like this accommodation now move forward. Um, mm-hmm. and, and if they have the historic documentation, they're more than likely to get it. Um, yeah. So, so it's just um, something to consider. But, but yes, all good to to incorporate. So, um, that's a a wonderful um, thing to 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 remember to do. So, so we're. Is there any other like questions as far as like what parents can kind of think through as they're observing? Mm-hmm and watching their own child, you know, in different environments that may be helpful information for Mm -hmm. saying, this is what I should include in our calm down space, or Mm -hmm. maybe this is what I should avoid. (laughs) Yeah, that's a very, very good question. And I will say first, um, things to consider is setting up a calm down corner for a child at home can be a useful tool to help them regulate their emotion and behavior. However, 
before you do so, there's a few things to consider. Uh, I wrote down a few things on my note yeah, here. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, I think about seven things. I would sure. consider those seven factors. Number one, yeah. purpose. Determine the purpose of the content. Yes, is it to is... help your child calm down when they are upset? Or is it a place for them to take a break when they need it some quiet time? Clarifying that purpose will help you to design the countdown corner more yes. effectively. Mm-hmm. And do not, do not, do not use it as a like a punishment. Do not use it oh, for a yeah. punishment. Just, oh, you, you time out corner. No, don't do that. Right. Don't do that. Because now then the kids or associate have a negative association with that space. Then it defeat the whole purpose of the countdown corner. Right. You shouldn't use that as a punishment. Do not do mm-hmm. that for a punishment. Second thing, location. Choose a location for the content corner that's quiet, private, and away from distraction. It should be a place where your child can go and feel calm and safe. That's why it's a countdown corner. Right. So, third, comfort. Ensure the countdown corner is comfortable and inviting. Considering adding different elements like soft cushions, weighted blankets, and like weighted animals to make mm-hmm. it a welcoming space, that's also important. Number four, safety. Ensure the countdown corner is yeah. safe and free of hazards. Avoid placing any item in that corner that can be harmful or dangerous to the kids. Number five, mm, accessibility. Advice. Ensure the mm. countdown corner is easy to assess for your child. Right. It's so far from that. <laughs> for the child to use, then why do you create a countdown corner? Right, exactly. Yeah, considering <laughs> placing it in a central location that's easily visible, accessible. Usually, I mean, I'll, I'll talk more about like a couple different locations you can consider when we right. talk about choosing a location as well. Number six, communication. Discuss the countdown corner with your child and explain its purposes. Let them know that this is a safe space Mm -hmm. where they can go to calm down and where they feel upset or overwhelmed. Yeah. Last but not least, boundary. Establish a clear boundary and expectation for using the countdown corner. Let your Hmm. child know it's a peaceful space and they should use it appropriately and they couldn't just go in there and play video video game. That's not what it's for. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) My son tried to do that in countdown corner before. This is my video game corner. (laughs) (laughs) No, it's not a video game corner. You can play video game a little bit in there, but don't don't just like get in there and don't go out for like four four hours. That's that's what it is. designed for. So considering mm-hmm. all these factors, you can create a countdown corner that's effective and beneficial for your child. Yes, I love that list. That is, that's really good because it allows you to kind of think through it, but discuss it at the same time so that yeah. your child's on the same board as you are. Because a lot of times I think as parents, we do, we, we kind of jump the gun and we just create something. And then we just, you know, kind of, introduce it without really introducing it and especially i find you know with my kids on the on the spectrum we kind of had to really prepare and talk through through things and and kind of that transition had to be long and thought out (laughs) Mm. because quick transitions don't don't always go over very well Uh, so so yeah and to make that into a, a regular part of life usually takes a while instead of just happening overnight Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, um, so items, we talked a little bit, yeah, items to include or avoid, um, in general. Um, do you have any specifics that, um, well, let's start without the space and how do we pick that, that space? 
in in our home you know i guess you know some people have big houses some have small how would you go about evaluating a good space and not just like the leftover whatever (laughs) corner in some room that's you know far away (laughs) okay that's a wonderful question so when choosing a location for your countdown corner it is important to consider the needs of your child and the layout of your house Mm -hmm. here are some places at, at your house that you will work well for a countdown corner Number one, if you have a spare bedroom, like a quiet room that you can use, or a room that doesn't get a lot of traffic, but not a lot of, it's like not right next to your garage, for example, that everyone passed through it, right. can be an excellent location for a countdown corner. This provides a quiet space away from the distractions. And second thing is you can consider using a cozy, like a nook. Um, you know, some, some house have that. If you don't have a spare room, considering create a cozy, uh, uh, space in the quiet corner of a, of a room. This can okay. create with a small table, a chair, some pillows, a blanket. Some people will buy like a kid's tent and oh, put yeah. all the things inside the kid's tent as a mm-hmm. content corner. That's another great way to just, in, you can do that in the kid's room itself by buy a tent and say, oh, inside the tent is your constant corner with your weighted animal, your weighted blanket, and, you know, all the, all the stuff that help the kids to, you know, self-regulate and calm down. Right. And also you can use your reading area as a content corner. If your okay. child really enjoy reading, a reading area with a comfortable chairs, bean bags, or a bookshelf can make an excellent countdown corner as well. Okay. Now they are not just coming down, they are also reading something at the same time. Right. I mean, you hit two yes. birds with one stone. Right. <laughs> so, yeah. And then the other location to consider is under the stairs. If you have a stairway with an empty space underneath, yes. considering creating a cozy space there. This can be a unique and fun location for a countdown corner. But again, mm-hmm. do not use it as a punishment like what happened in Harry Potter. Right. Do not do that. <laughs> <laughs> do not turn it into a Harry Potter space. Please don't right. Yeah. So, yep. And then uh, last is hmm. you can also consider outdoor space. If weather huh. permit, an uh, outdoor space such as porch or a small garden can be a good location for a oh, content yeah. corner as well. Being outside in nature itself oh, can be yes. calming and restorative mm-hmm. for both children and adults. Of course, I live in Phoenix, so outdoors is too hot. Maybe in the winter months, right? Maybe in the winter months, but you know, it's too hot usually. Mm-hmm. Outdoors. But we do, I mean, with my new house, we have a swimming pool as well on the back, uh, backyard, so uh, that's something we can consider later on ultimately the location you choose will depends on the needs and the preference of your child and the layout of your home the most important thing is to choose a quiet private space where your child can go to feel calm and safe that's something you can discuss with your uh with your partner with your spouse and you know also does of course you want to involve your kids into discussions. Oh, mom and dad is trying to create something to help you out, like a content corner. Where do you think you want to create this space to get right. your kids into that discussion, into that? Uh, you want to keep it open discussion so everyone can be participating. And if he have he or she have any sibling, get a sibling involved too, because everyone can use the space, sure, not right. just the kids with special needs. Every single kid should have access to that space whenever they want. Yes. So. Yeah. Even mom and dad, maybe sometimes. <laughs> yeah. Maybe. Yeah. I, I do need a countdown corner sometimes. I, I, I'm just so stressed out with work. I need to go to a countdown corner myself for sure. <laughs> Absolutely. I, and you yeah. know, as you were talking about that, I was thinking, you know, my, 
even though we didn't call them calm down corners at the time, my kids created those spaces often in our house. Like they would put mm. a blanket over a table and, okay. you know, and put, put some of their stuff in there. And, yeah. but having that consistent space to go to where you don't have to, to like, you know, put the extra energy into it that you could just go when, when things get overwhelming, um, how comforting that is to, mm -hmm. to a child when they know that that's available and ready and, yeah. um, and something that they can use mm -hmm. and, and it's, has been considered, um, with, with them in mind. Um, it's mm -hmm. just, just helpful and involving them in that, that process. So, so how involved, um, you know, should, should you get kids um, in in this process? I mean, I guess it would be kind mm -hmm. of considering their abilities level. Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. This is excellent question. So involving your child in the process of making a countdown corner can help to them to feel more of an ownership over the space and increase right. their engagement with it. So they will use ah, it more. Yes. Mm -hmm. So here are a couple of different suggestions that I kind of summarized uh, before the uh, before today's uh, podcast that you can take to involve your child. Number one, you explain the purpose. Why do we even want to create? Right. Uh, yeah. Uh -huh. Simply by explaining that and that them that your kids know why you think you'll be helpful for them is important and make sure to use yeah. the language that they can understand and ask if they have any questions that's um, number one yes mm -hmm. number two brainstorm the idea together ask your child what would they like to have in the countdown corner encourage right. them to think of the item that will make them feel relaxed comfortable and happy usually most kids have their, their favorite toys make sure they bring their favorite toy into that space that mm -hmm. will really make like they feel like they are part of that creation of the right. space that's really important sir Create a plan. Once you have some ideas, mm -hmm. work together to create a plan for the countdown corner. Decide on the location, what item you want to include, any rule or expectation for oh, using the that's space. Good. Yes. That's important so they don't mm -hmm. become a video game space and just play. Video right. Games, uh -huh. right? So, <laughs> and next, shop for supply with your kids together. Take your kids yeah. to shop, shopping for supply to dec decorate the space, mm -hmm. furnish the countdown corner, then right. pick out the item they like. Such mm -hmm. as uh, uh, shameless plug, the lucky kid yeah. waited nick pillow, <laughs> right? Yeah, <laughs> or whatever you want to buy, and weighted yeah. blankets, and also different sensory toys or any other toys. It doesn't mm -hmm. have to be a sensory toy; it could be just a regular toy they want to include in the space to feel like they have like more comfortable, and it's also more personalized. Right. The next step is decorate the space. Work together to decorate the countdown corner, such as hanging up some positive affirmations. Or painting the wall with like a smoothing color. Like my son's really into space. So for his okay. content corner, we'll definitely put like space posters <laughs> with all the cool. planets. That uh -huh. would, that, that's uh, because that's what he's, he's really into. So right. then the next thing is evaluate, use and evaluate that, that, uh, actual physical environment and encourage your child to use the content corner whenever they need a break or they feel overwhelmed. After some time has passed, check in with your child to oh, see great, how right. the content corner is working for them. Yeah. And if there are any changes they would like to make. So you can make some changes oh, with your yes. child together. It's, it's, it's a democratic right. process. We mm -hmm. are not common in this country here. We're yeah, right. in China. <laughs> so it's very important to get your child involved of making the countdown corner together. You can create a space that yes. meets their individual needs and preference. This can also mm -hmm. help your child feel more in control of their emotion and behavior. 
leading right. to a greater sense of confidence and empowerment. At the mm-hmm. end of the day, the main idea is, is you want to make sure your child is involved in creating that space so they will use the space. Otherwise, you'll right. be just sitting there, no one's using it. It defeats the entire purpose of creating a countdown corner to begin with. Right. Yeah. You're not just creating a pretty space in your house that you can say, yeah. look, we have a countdown yeah. corner and yeah. <laughs> no exactly. one ever goes there. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So exactly. yeah, that's, um, that's great. And I love that you, you, you built into there too, that it's, it's something that's going to change, um, yes. especially at the beginning, but I, I think probably throughout the use of it too, you know, just as mm-hmm. your child has been using it, you know, to mm-hmm. con- have that conversation on a regular basis of, mm-hmm. well, what can we do to improve that space? Or I see you haven't been using it that much. Why is yes. that, you know, um, and continue those conversations to, to make that space just even more usable. Hundred percent, but yes. but yeah, I know like the the tactile those kids that you know they just have to have certain things that feel a certain way. I know my one my daughter is those those um pillows that have the mm. uh, I don't know what they're they're sequence where you change them. They like oh freak, yes, they yes, freak yes, her yes, out. Yes, she can't. Yes. She, I mean, yeah. we go into a store and she yeah. is so a you know ODD. She has to push them all in the right direction, <laughs> and so they, <laughs> they just drive her absolutely crazy. Oh, so funny. that would be okay. something we would not put in. Not put in. Okay. <laughs> okay, I saw you. Okay, I, I saw you want to put it into the space. But, but for maybe some kids who are sensory seeking, <laughs> so, they like to make the mm, patterns in there. So it, yes, it, yes, yes, it's going to be so unique. But but to have that, you know, that buy-in of let let's go and find things that 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 really mm-hmm. um, just speak to you, basically, yes, yes, um, yes. that that you know, kind of draw you into that comfort and that yeah. rest um, yeah. and. And it's it is such a unique thing, like we were talking about at the beginning, mm-hmm. and um, yes, and so having them yeah. as part of that. that yeah, process. and I also have some suggestion for the item to include and avoid in the countdown corner. Oh yes, well. yeah. So, mm-hmm. so let yeah. me kind of talk about a few ideas here. Right. Uh, yeah. First, that'd be great. item to include is like like I mentioned earlier, soft cushions, pillow. Mm-hmm weighted blankets for comfort and relaxation or you can have stuffed animals and hmm. well, ideally a weighted stuffed animal like the one we designed right here, like, yeah because the weighted really help calm down the kid as well yeah. and then mm-hmm. you can also consider having like sensory items like stress ball fidget toys or tac- mm-hmm. tactile product like the fidget marble maze we have mm-hmm. like the you know the some kind of silent fidget silent and ones, some yeah. books like some kids book in the countdown corner will help too. Mm-hmm. Like co- it could be calling books or puzzles oh, or even uh-huh. art supply. Of course, art supply is a little bit trickier because you don't want them to draw on the wall. Right. <laughs> um, Depends on the child. <laughs> yeah. However, you can you can get one of our product, which is a writable weighted blanket. We use a water pen. Yes, that is such a cool product. I absolutely love that one. We have a weighted uh, weighted blanket. Yes, we have the a, kids a review can, coming out on that. Yeah, the kids yeah. can yeah. Try, uh, write on it using a water pen. So, I mean, it's water. It's not going to make That's any cool. mess. Right. Yeah. <laughs> So that's one thing to consider. And also white noise machine or like coming music oh, yes. to create that smoothing mm-hmm. like atmosphere. Right. And also a timer. 
to help your child time like time, track themselves because they could stand be in there for like hours and just right. like, come out. It's like uh, you should be in there for like no more than thirty minutes. If they are there longer, they're probably playing video games. <laughs> right? Yes. Uh-huh. Do something else in there, and also positive affirmation. Like I mentioned, like a, mm-hmm. a poster or coming quote on the wall in the book, or it could be like something educational poster to decorate mm-hmm. the environment. So that's all, all the things that you should include. Let me now talk about the thing you should avoid. Yes, yes. Number one, don't put electronic device. Otherwise, they'll be playing like freaking video game in there. Yes, yes. That will actually <laughs> cause overstimulation. Yeah. Because like the iPads, and that's why like even for my child, we usually me and my wife decide on how many hours they can use their iPad mm-hmm, each day. Right. Second. Items or toys that could be overstimulating or distracting, you know, anything that's too loud, for example. So any kind of loud or product that's like too bright may Mm. increase anxiety or stress instead of coming down. And also the next thing to consider is make sure it's not too cluttered, like too many items. Right. may also cause overwhelming the child. Oh, man, Mm. this place is like too crowded, too many stuff. Right. They can't decide what to do. Also, I mentioned it multiple times throughout today's interview is do not use it as a punishment or negative reinforcement. Mm -hmm. Do not use it as a punishment. Right. Then anything that can cause harm or dangerous, like anything that's sharp or heavy, well, of course, not uh, he- heavy is like you don't want to put a freaking dumbbell in the, in the corner. <laughs> right. So that, that, because you want to make sure it's safe. By including mm-hmm. items that will promote relaxation and avoid items that might cause overstimulation or harm, now you can really truly create a safe and calming environment for your child to regulate their emotion and behavior. And that is the main purpose of creating a countdown corner to begin with. So. You're right. Yes. So, so yes, so the heaviest thing you want in there is a weighted blanket. <laughs> yes, 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 exactly. And, exactly. So. Um, and that's soft too. And I, yes. yeah, I think, yeah, as you come, come to those things, anything softer, um, inviting and, you know, mm-hmm. there's, there's certain words that, that should just come to mind. And as mm-hmm. you, you think of rest and calm and, um, and lean yeah. into those <laughs> yeah. and, and not so much the busy and the chaotic and, and all of that. Um, Mm -hmm. so, so do you have any other considerations that, Uh, um, I think I mentioned about a a lot of it, but let me rephrase it. So mm -hmm. from creating a countdown corner, there's like several other considerations that you should keep in mind to make it Mm -hmm. as successful and as effective for your child. Uh, I mentioned earlier, the accessibility is really important to make sure the countdown corner is easily accessible to your child. They should be Mm -hmm. able to go to the space whenever they need to without right. having to ask for permission or there's like a need to like navigate through like a whole bunch of obstacles. It's not right. an obstacle course. Yes. Uh-huh. So, <laughs> and the second thing, safety is super important. Ensure the space is safe for your child. Remove any hazardous object and item that can cause harm to make sure any yeah. electrical outlet and core are not in there or close to yes. there. That's also yes. important. And then mm-hmm. comfort. Choosing items that are comfortable and smoothing such as pillows, coats, blankets coming you can even have you know those uh what's it called aroma diffuser as well yes you know to have Mm -hmm. like not just Mm -hmm. sound but now you have smell you know because you are trying to calm them down in all their senses so sound is one touch is Mm -hmm. one that's why you use weighted parlor and now you can also include smell in there as well Ah, so that's another idea to make sure the light also the you don't make sure the lighting is soft and gentle Mm. as well 
And personalization allow your child to personalize the space with their favorite color, favorite decoration. Could be their super superhero or their favorite like <laughs>、right. Disney princesses, or <laughs> item that make them feel happy and relaxed. That's important. Right. And then rule and expectation. Clear set that clear rule and expectation on when and how to use the space correctly. Make sure your child、mm-hmm. understand when and how they can use the space and what behavior are expected while they、oh, are there. Oh, that's good. That's important. Yes. And yes. then next is use it as a positive reinforcement. Encourage、mm-hmm. your child to use the countdown corner by offering positive reinforcement. Praise them for taking the initiative to use the space. Reinforce positive、uh, behavior and attitude is a key. And also,、right. last but not least, regular maintenance. You regularly、mm-hmm. check and maintenance, maintain the countdown corner to ensure it's clean, comfortable, and welcoming. I was going to、so, ask about、yeah. that. Yes, yes, yeah. So by considering all these factors, now you can create a countdown corner that's safe, comfortable, and effective、mm-hmm. in helping your child to regulate their emotion and behavior. Right. Yeah. Any suggestions? I know I didn't include this in my pre-questions that I sent to you, but I'm、yeah. thinking I have three cats. <laughs> oh, three cats.、Okay. Mm-hmm. How would you? Yeah. You know, how would you、um, kind of reduce their involvement with, with Ooh, that space? That's a, that's a hard one. one. Yeah, that's a tricky one. Because I could see,、oh. you know, we I put out one of these brand new like fluffy blankets on my yeah. My,、uh, Um, sofa recently, and the cats took it over. <laughs> oh, <laughs> <laughs> so I guess maybe we'll just have to create a calm down space for them that's different. Hmm. <laughs> let me think on it a little bit.、Uh, can I get back to you in a few yes, minutes? Yeah, yeah. Right now about <laughs> yeah definitely. Think think on、so. that one. I'd also love to hear any stories that you have to share.、Um, maybe of, of one of your kids or、um, yeah. somebody that shared with you of creating a space like this and really、okay. how it has helped their child to learn how to self regulate better. I see. So for the pet, this is a few things I can think of top of my head. First, keeping pets separate in the home can be very challenging, but there's、mm-hmm. a few strategy you can try to use.、Um, the one, the few things I can think of, use a barrier. You set up a physical barrier like a baby gate. Keep、oh, your、yeah. pets separated.、Uh-huh. This can、right. help prevent them from entering the space、right. and interacting with the space, <laughs> and you know, chew up the the, the coming toys. Right. And、yes. second thing, maybe you can consider is like create a separate space. Maybe you have a countdown corner for your pet, <laughs> right? Yeah, you know, countdown corner for the kids and countdown corner for the pets, so they don't fight、uh-huh. over each other. That could be something to think about. We're、right. just trying to be、yeah. creative here, right?、Mm-hmm. So, and also,、yep. you want to if if do allow the kid,、uh, the pets to interact in the space. Just make sure it's always supervised, I guess,、right. and supervise their interaction to prevent any kind of aggressive behavior or conflict、right. between the pets and the child.、Mm-hmm. And maybe you can also train the pet.、Uh, of course, I don't have any pets because three、okay. kids is enough for me. Is enough for you? <laughs> yeah, I don't want any pets on top of having three kids.、Uh, Train your pet to respond to different command. I think you can like help them to like such as stay or calm and help them to control their movement might help. And also provide、right. some kind of like distraction. Keep your pets busy, right? <laughs> like, yes, so they don't want to go into that <laughs> maybe, corner. Maybe have a little toy、stuff. toy right outside there for those yeah, cats, and yeah, then yeah, they'll yeah, just yeah, kind of go yeah, after yeah. that every time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think each pet is unique. So what worked for、right. one may not work for. Like what worked for a cat will be very different than what worked for a dog. Right. So I think just be、mm-hmm. patient and persistent in finding a solution that work for 
the pet right. and the kids and kind of mm-hmm. find the common. And I know based on a lot of family I talk to, having a pet pet is actually in itself can be common for the kids. Yes. Mm-hmm. So that's yeah. a, that's like a countdown so, animal yeah. in itself. Yes. <laughs> so, yeah. Absolutely. So. so that's great. So we have one viewer on um, YouTube that made a comment. Um, Angela said the right and chill um, lap pad works great for all three of my kids, ages two to eleven. Great for everyone in the family. So. Oh, thank you, Angela. Angela is actually one of our ambassadors. That's why she ah, knows the product cool. really well. Thank you for watching the live stream, Angela, and you're yeah, awesome. And yeah, you we are. Support. We're having trouble broadcasting to Facebook. I'll just let you know. So we'll oh, okay. actually reload this video back to Facebook once we're okay. we're done. For some reason, I've had issues the last couple of weeks with broadcasting oh. there. Not sure yeah. why. Have to get to I have. That. Oh, that's funny. I had the issue last week on broadcasting. Yeah, yeah. I, I think you uh, Facebook yeah. may have changed their algorithm with uh, some of the broadcasts. Live so. stream. Yeah, they always. Yeah, change. <laughs> I know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, at least YouTube is working. <laughs> yes, exactly. That's <laughs> that's important. Um, so, as far as like stories that you have mm-hmm. to share of really how these spaces have um, really helped with with kids in regulating do you have any to share or um just encouragement to families that um Um, the story i can share is with my own son uh we try a few different locations originally we Mm -hmm. tried it under the stair uh for a little bit but then uh, of course uh we have a lot of scenes sometimes then the the countdown okay. going to become too crowded. Right. <laughs> too yeah. many items in it. <laughs> then uh-huh. we decided to move the countdown corner to like a corner of his like room. Mm-hmm. But then he put way too much toy in it and he become too crowded okay. again. <laughs> so that's, I think it's when we first created with our son, like, uh, like I wasn't following the advice I was giving. Like we didn't really set a really clear expectation on how to use okay. the space for him. It become like a toy space. It's like, oh, right. I put all my toys, my collections. Yeah, of I can see that. Yes, it become <laughs> a Pokemon <laughs> corner instead of a countdown <laughs> corner. So that's really right. much what happened. It's like, oh, it's a, this, this is a place to show off all your Pokemon collection. Okay, fine. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so that's something that that's a, a few lessons that we learned. Of course, we are kind of in the transition process right now because. Uh, we are still in the apartment. Our new house here in Phoenix oh, okay. is not finished building yet. Oh, so wow. once we move to the new house, which uh, I just got a call from the builder, we are moving in. Um, uh, well, knock on wood, we should be able to move in on May uh, 20. So oh, that's, that's a moving thing. Yes. So once we move to the new house, of course, we'll create a new countdown corner. Right now, we live in a small, like, three-bedroom apartment. There's no room for a countdown right. corner. There's barely a room for myself, for my work right. room. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, like, standing in this, like, very tiny work corner. And, right. And, uh, that's yes. why you only see my wall, because I, right. I the other side is like a mess. <laughs> if you just, I, I if you the change same the, thing on my other side of my camera. I'll I know. You, so if yes. I just switch my angle like 30 degrees, like, oh, this is a huge mess. But anyway. Yeah. So, <laughs> so that, that's kind of the situation, but to consider, because um, not everyone can afford to, like, live in a house, like a single right. family house. A lot of people, mm-hmm. a, a lot of family I talk to, they live in an apartment. Like, in the mm-hmm. small apartment, it's a little bit harder 
to create like a separate corner. So right now, my son have his own room. So we have a three room, but we have three kids. So two of our kids、uh, sleep with my wife and stuff, and、mm. my son have his own room. So that his room is kind of his countdown corner right now, and、right. Pokemon collection and everything in there. <laughs> so that's kind of how we we set up. And one thing my son always like to use is the,、uh, the balance ball chair. You know, one of those. Oh、uh, yeah, ball with, yep, on with, the ball, with, yeah.、Uh, With lake on it,、uh, mm-hmm. one of well, shameless plug again, but it's one of like <laughs> his product. But、uh, he always used it when he was like you know doing stuff in his room.、Uh, for some reason, even so, he's not sitting. He will be just like kind of laying, lay like laying on the ball and you know doing something.、Oh, okay, it kind of help him. I guess it give him some additional sensory input while he was like right that pressure the readings, and, right readings, or you know maybe just play on his iPad. That's what I noticed. And when we used to live in the House, for some reason, I still couldn't figure out how, like, why. But he always liked to sit on the stairs all the time,、hmm. even though he have his own room. But he always like he would just like, like he just sit on the stair and lay on the stairs, like you、hmm. know, sideways. He does that a lot when he was like younger. If for、okay. some reason, like stair become like the stairway become his countdown corner for some reason,、huh. he'll be putting his toys on the stairs and. Doing his things on the stairs. I don't know why, but yeah, that was just yeah. based on my personal observation. Like over the、mm-hmm. year with my son,、um, he, you know, each case is different. Like I mentioned, is、right. kind of、uh, something you need to kind of experiment to see what worked the best, not just for、mm-hmm. the kids but for the family. Because he having a countdown there,、uh, countdown going at the stair is not very convenient for the rest of the family, as you can、right. notice. Yeah, that. Exactly. Oh, I'm trying to get upstairs. He's blocking. It <laughs> could be very、toys. dangerous too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, become a tripping hazard. Yes, <laughs>、oh, exactly. Yeah, so, we had a space、yeah. in one of our houses, and I didn't even think about this as being a calming space. But my oldest was very much into Legos. He actually still、oh. is at twenty six. He、yes. still buys Legos. Yes,、um, yes, yes. But we we were gifted with this house that well, it had a like a half bathroom, but、hmm. above、yeah. the half bathroom was this carpeted room that was、oh. half the size of a regular room. And so we put、okay. all the Legos in there,、yeah. and our kids would go up there for hours, and all you would hear was Legos, you know, like、oh. you know, moving around, and yeah, yeah, it yeah. was just this space. And they still talk about this house. So we've moved many、mm. times, but、okay. it was it was one of those spaces that was just.、Yeah. It it left an impact. That, it was yeah, very calming. Sounds like a countdown corner. And it, there was no outlets in there, so they couldn't even、oh, like plug anything in. <laughs> I see. I so, see. The、yeah. only like story I have with Lego is、uh, you tend to step on it a lot. <laughs> yeah, that, that was the other nice thing about that is you had to you had to use a ladder to get up there, so it wasn't、oh, like so you, you were actually even walking up there. You were crawling、oh. most of the time. Okay, but, okay. Okay. But yeah, I、nice. kept it off the floor. <laughs> I see. That's a very, very unique space. Now,、yes. yeah, that's a very unique yeah. space. I haven't. It was just hard to get into when I was pregnant.、Oh. That was the that was the I kicker. See. I see. I see. <laughs> but、um, yeah. but yeah, so just kind of being creative, I guess you know that,、mm-hmm. <clears throat> and willing to to explore and try things out and.、Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> And and really take into yeah. consideration the yeah. uniqueness of your child. I think you know as we've been talking, that's、um, that just keeps coming back. Is is you know、mm-hmm. every every child, every family has unique situations, and、um, yeah. and not trying to create this space. I have a little guess here. If oh. <laughs> 
We always love little guests on our show. We get get them rarely. <laughs> Hello. You want to say hi? No, she's kind of shy. Okay. So, back to one of the discussion about Countdown Corner is get the siblings involved because we have three kids, and、yes. the Countdown Corner, like I mentioned, it shouldn't be just designed for one kid. It's、yep. important that everyone in the family have the same expectation for the Countdown Corner, yeah. Especially for the younger one,、mm-hmm. uh, because she she's the youngest in our family. She's only five. Uh, her、yeah. brother is already twelve. I mean, her brother is the one that's on the、uh, spectrum and with ADHD. So、right. it's very important for, to be、uh, everyone have the same rules and expectations, and know this is a、uh, safe and a sharing space、yes. that everyone in the family could use as long as it's following the certain rule. Yes. Yes, absolutely. Because you're sharing that we're all living in the same space as a family, and and to have those those common. Rules and expectations is is so good.、Um, instead of it, usually, it'll start a battle. Otherwise,、um, yeah. I see Angela have a comment for us. Yeah, Angela added. She said, "My son, age six, is super high energy. He used to run around the house and, and was running into things. Lucky kid, and the balance ball made a huge difference. Now he will bounce、yeah. while watching TV." <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for sharing. Then one of the product that、uh, actually this this product, my wife helped design it. Is our new weighted animal? I mean, maybe oh, it's the big、faces. one. Yeah, it's a big one. This、uh-huh. is excellent for countdown corner because you can put it on the kids' lap while they are just sitting reading a book. Right, and it's designed to do that.、Uh, of course, it's kind of hard to see. And、yeah. our design, you have a zipper on the side, so you can open it、oh, and you can take yes, out the weight on the、wait. inside very easily weighted. And when we designed it, I was debating whether or not to put the weight in the hands and the leg.、Mm-hmm. Based on the feedback we got from our audiences, we decided to put the weight. We designed a way so it shape like match flash、oh, against、okay. all the all the all the extremities the、so、have, of the animal. Yeah, so、okay. you have the weight in it too.、Hmm. So that's something to consider as well. So yeah, yeah, because kids like that 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 blanket feel or kind of that over encompassing yeah. Yeah, compression, yeah. and yeah. and so the the further it's spread out, I guess that's why you like the blanket. But but to have、yes. it look like a cute little stuffed animal is. <laughs> Yes, even yes, better. Yes, 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 <laughs> so, sure, sure. so, can you talk、yeah. a little bit about Lucky Kid? It's、um, L A K I K I D dot com. Yeah. If、um, if you're so, we have several different websites. Of course, you can find all of our product on Lucky Kid dot com.、Mm-hmm. Uh, and、um, if you want to find special deals, we have a deal website called Sensory Deal dot com that、okay. people can find like weekly deals.、That. We run、mm-hmm. weekly deals for. Uh, product not just for Lucky Kid, but for all the company. Like I was mentioned about Handy Scenes、oh, right. is one of our partners. They also design sensory product. We featured different product in the、mm-hmm. past.、Um, actually, not in the past. It's still going. Every single week, we're featuring different、okay. product. Then we do、Very、a live、cool. shopping show called Sensory Deal Live, and、okay. Angela is actually our host. So oh, Angela oh, is the host、awesome. for that show, and she did an excellent job、uh, explaining and showing the product from her expect,、uh, perspective because she also have kids on the spectrum. She's just like a,、yeah. she's also a special needs、uh, parents like、mm-hmm. I am. So she do an excellent job sharing. Uh, the product from her perspective as a parent using it with her kids, with herself, and we try to make that show as like casual and as informative at the same time、right. uh, as possible. Uh, 
Uh, but mm. of course, instead of just being educational, but we are also kind of promoting some product as far as different product usage. And that's yeah. the second website we own. We also own another website called sensoryinclusiveclassroom.org. Hmm. The third website is designed for teachers uh, ah. because we have a school program that we are currently working on. Um, we have a beta school we are testing. The idea of the sensory inclusive classroom, it go back to our collaboration with mm-hmm. Culture City. Culture City is one of the largest nonprofit organization um, uh, internationally. They have um, 600, over 600 locations now that's sensory cool. inclusive, in, with their sensory inclusive initiative program. And mm-hmm. their location include the Super Bowl stadiums, baseball stadiums, oh, basketball yes, stadiums, zoos, yes. aquariums, cruise ships, even police stations. What do they do for all the locations? They do three things. You can look them up for the viewer that's mm-hmm. watching the live or the replay. Right. I'll look make sure up, to put the link in yeah, the description. Yeah, look up culturecity.org. is Culture City with a K in the beginning. And oh, okay. that's, a, that's a place where you can go in and type in your zip code to find the closest location near your house that you can go to hmm. this weekend with your right. kids. So all the locations, they do the following. First, they provide staff training. So the staff is aware of the sensory challenges that families like us and like the viewers right. usually face mm-hmm. when we take the kids to the public. Second, they provide sensory bag. It's like a backpack for the kids okay. mm-hmm. uh, for free. You can rent it out. Inside oh, the backpack, okay. have mm-hmm. noise-canceling headphones, fidget toys, and one of our products. We are the vendor for Culture City. Okay. So we designed the writable weighted blanket was designed mm-hmm. for Culture City originally. Okay. So, they, they, uh, of course, not every single location have our product because mm-hmm. not every single location need a weighted blanket. Usually, right. you need to be seated and to use it. So, but they also help those locations to create sensory room, which is essentially oh, a countdown corner. Yes, it's right. A countdown it's a, corner. Uh-huh. It's a room. Right. So that's designed to be safe, comfortable for the mm-hmm. family to take their kids to in case the kids have a meltdown or have right. a huge tantrum. Mm-hmm. Because to be honest, people don't understand. It's like, oh, are they you abusing don't. your child? Like, right. What's going on? Yeah. I'm going to yep. call the police. It's like, mm-hmm. oh, no, you don't mm-hmm. want that to happen. Right. So that's why Culture City create all this specifically for families like ours. So yeah. that's really important. And Going back to our school program that we are still working on launching because originally this program was supposed to launch in 2020. <laughs> we all know what happened to all the yes, school exactly. in 2020. <laughs> I don't need to elaborate. COVID shut everything down. Yeah, I was actually on the edge of bankruptcy and the divorce in 2020 I rem- because remember we that and we all together. Added, yeah. So, mm-hmm. But I'm still very passionate about the school program. I want to relaunch it. So for those of you that's watching, that's also a teacher or educator, go visit sensoryinclusiveclassroom.org. Give us some feedback on how we can make it the best school program as possible that mm-hmm. can create. The idea of the program is very simple. We want to do what Culture City is already doing at the zoo, at the stadium, but for the school instead, oh, by providing yeah. training to the teacher, to the paraeducator, to the special education yeah. teacher. Because you'll be surprised how many teachers I talk to, how little knowledge they know about sensory needs. Very, oh, very little. Exactly. Mm-hmm. They don't know. It's, it's not they, part of their official training. It's, right. like, it's like, oh, I have a kid that's bouncing off the wall. I don't know what to do with them. Very, very <laughs> common in the public school environment. I want to help change that. Second, yeah. I also want to provide some of our product, of course, um, to the school and help school to create a countdown corner or a sensory room for mm-hmm. the school environment. 
So that's what I'm yeah. working on uh, with Lucky Kid, and we have a lot of project going on. And uh, I'm just lucky, and I'm, I'm surrounded. I guess surrounded myself with all the people I really enjoy working with. Yeah, especially, especially like Angela that's watching the、mm-hmm. show right now. Um, she is awesome, and thank you, Angela, for working with us and、uh, helping us to promote and and really raise awareness. Like I shared before、right. this meeting, my life mission is only one. I want to change and impact over one million lives of family affected by special needs. That's an incredible. I want to make sure I can、oh. accomplish that. Yeah. Until hopefully before the day I die.、Mm. That's how passionate I feel about the cause. Yeah. That's why, despite of all the financial difficulty I went through in my entrepreneurial career, I、mm-hmm. never gave up. Right. To share one more very personal story to the viewer, yeah, especially、absolutely. for those. For for those that is、uh, looking to start a business that have any entrepreneurial mindset, is in 2017 when I first started Lucky Kid. The、mm. very same year, my older daughter got diagnosed with leukemia. The、wow. very very same year,、mm. and my son has special needs, autism, ADHD, and my wife was pregnant during that time.、Wow. And I have a full time job, and I was starting the startup company on the side. Wow! So if you give me any excuses and say, "Oh, I'm busy. I couldn't start a business. Oh, I have a full time job. I'm this and that." That's all excuses. And if I can do it, you can do it. If、That's、I can do it as an Asian guy that barely speaking English, you can do it, right? And <laughs> that is the, the message I always share because I also run an e-commerce business podcast. I always share to my entrepreneur friends. Yeah, never give、yeah. up. As long as you have a cause, you have a mission that's bigger than yourself. You will、Absolutely. do everything inside your soul to make sure it will happen. And、yeah. that's exactly what I did with Lucky Kid with my team. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, and, and unfortunately, in in、um, our day and age, we've lost that that passion or the 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 thought that the American dream is still alive, or that we can do that、um, because we want to blame either the system. Or we want to blame ourselves, and yeah, and yeah. really truly,、um, it, it it's it's all a mindset、um, yeah, and yeah, a willingness yeah. to 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 really persevere. Yeah, and, and、so、I also I, want to share one more thing for you. your viewer because homeschooling is not easy. I looked into homeschool many many years ago with my wife, but we decided not to do it because it was too much for my family.、Mm-hmm. I kudos to all of you that's watching that's doing homeschooling. It's a lot of work. I understand the difficulties by having a homeschooling, and you're trying to do all the things like financially, try to make it work, and、right. make sure the kids doesn't go crazy. <laughs> It's a lot of work, just like running a business、Absolutely. almost. Like homeschooling parents, kudos to you guys because I couldn't do it, and I really <laughs>、uh, want to do everything in my power to also support the homeschooling parents、uh, yeah. besides the regular school and the teacher because that's a different type of struggle. Different type of like mindset you need to be in, and Angela is actually also a homeschooling of parents with uh with her kids. So that's, that's something、awesome. she also talk about during the show sometimes from a homeschooling perspective. Because I don't really do homeschool myself, so I don't have a lot、mm-hmm. of personal experience with that. So、um, for those of you that's watching, also want to check out our show. You can check out our show at Sensory Deal Live, which we also do it once yeah, a week. Yeah, yeah.、Um, Talk a lot about that, like how do we use different product to help with some、mm-hmm. of the struggle being a homeschooling parent as well. 
So. Right. Yeah. And we have some reviews coming up soon and unboxings of your products too from our, our team. So they'll kind of add into that mix too. And those will be available on our YouTube channel in the coming months. So you want to check, check out those as well. Um, but, but yeah, Jason has some great products and thank you so much, Jason, just for sharing today. I enjoyed yeah. all that you had to share yeah. and, uh, and, uh, and for parents well, who are in their homes all the time with their kids, yeah. these calm down spaces are so important. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I don't know, Peggy, when are you going to publish this uh, episode yet? But we're also doing a huge giveaway for Autism Awareness Month in April. We're going to announce okay. the giveaway uh, next week, I think toward the end of next week. So okay. check out, check us out on social media and join the free giveaway because it's free to en- enter. Yeah, and yeah. we are giving out like a couple hundred dollars worth of sensory product every single week. Wow. Actually. Uh, so every exciting. single week, we're going to pick a winner and they get like a whole sensory bundle pretty much you get okay. the entire thing for your countdown corner for free wow. everything yep. is going to be you can use it for your countdown corner and cool. and we are doing a big giveaway campaign next month which uh, more information is to come on that if you follow us on the social media either facebook we have a youtube channel as well and you can also follow us okay. on Instagram. i'll make sure to yeah. to share all that information on the description and um and yeah so this this is on youtube right now i will be on facebook in probably about a couple hours <laughs> Because oh, it sure. didn't share there, um, sure. and then the podcast will come out in a couple of weeks. But um, oh, but sure. yeah, that that will all be out in April. So so that's super mm-hmm. exciting. Well, thanks again, Jason. This was yeah. this was great to get you finally on the show, and yeah. um, and for you to be able to share. I appreciate you just taking time out of your crazy schedule. Good luck with your traveling coming <laughs> yeah, up, and, and so, enjoy yeah. enjoy that. And I'm yeah. sure you will. And um, best of luck with um, your international endeavors and, and going back mm-hmm. to Japan. I yes, I am. Um, yeah. I look forward to hearing the reports on that and and how. Sure. goes yeah for sure thank you all for right. having me thank you yes so much. Yeah. absolutely yeah. and thank you all for joining us um we actually have a second broadcast this week um oh. so um we're gonna have one on thursday morning super early um mm-hmm. at 8 a.m central we're gonna talk about critical cool. thinking skills and biblical literacy for all students um so if cool. you're up early and want to join us for that discussion um we will we'll be live then um but it's going to kind of kick us off between um our topics this month of the twice exceptional learners um into we're going to talk about um high school and um, maybe some alternative plans for students. So critical thinking is just kind of one of those things that um, we always um, want to focus on is we, how do you teach kids to think and, <laughs> and to discern things for themselves? So that's what we're going to talk about on Thursday morning. So I hope we can join us then. Um, but thanks all for, um, for joining us for this episode and we'll see you then. Bye everybody. And God bless. Bye. I want to take just a second to thank the team at Life Audio for their partnership with us on this podcast. If you go to lifeaudio.com, you'll find dozens of other faith-centered podcasts in their network. They've got shows about prayer, Bible study, parenting, and more. This has been Empowering Homeschool Conversations with Peggy Ployer. Dedicating time each day to spend feeding our minds and our hearts the truth of God's Word is immensely helpful in our growth as followers of Christ. I'm John Stonge, and each day I host a show called Daily Devotions with Pastor John. On the show, I spend just a few minutes taking an applicational look at one or two verses of Scripture before coming to the Lord in prayer. If you'd like to make a habit of spending more time meditating on the truth of God's Word, 
You can listen to daily devotions with Pastor John at lifeaudio.com or on your favorite podcasting app.